Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is racing lines vsense formula one betting show with the english racing expert mikhail miranda here is wes reynolds and welcome into another edition of Racing Lines. Wes Reynolds, Miguel Miranda here with you. Talking about this week, the British Grand Prix. Uh, we're almost halfway to the Formula One season, but this really kicks off a busy July. We have got four races in five weeks here for the month of July, starting at Silverstone over in the United Kingdom. Then we have the Austrian Grand Prix next week, a week off. Then we'll have the French Grand Prix in the Hungaro Ring to end the month over in Hungary, and we'll be happy more than halfway through the season. But before we get to this week's British Grand Prix, we're going to talk about what happened last time you were with us on Racing Lines, the Canadian Grand Prix, and it's really been more of the same. Max Verstappen, yet another win at the top, not only on the pole, but at the top of the podium for the Canadian Grand Prix. So Max Verstappen now has won five of the last six races, 175 points total, a 46-point lead over his teammate Sergio Perez, just to run down the podium there. Verstappen takes the pole and the race victory. Carlos Sainz, uh, second place, his fourth runner-up of the year, and had the fastest lap of the race. And then closing out the podium, Lewis Hamilton. For the first time since Bahrain in the season opener, Hamilton gets on the podium. His teammate, George Russell, fourth. He's been either third, fourth, or fifth in every race so far this season. And a great drive by Charles Leclerc, who were used to him being on the pole, but he had to start at the back of the field due to some power unit changes, but drove all the way from 19th to 5th, so an impressive drive from Charles Leclerc. Mikhail, any observations uh, that you saw for the Canadian Grand Prix? The major thing that I did say was that pit strategy for Alonso. We had multiple safety cars and virtual safety cars, and for some reason, the Alpine pit wall, and they just absolutely blistered his tires and said, keep going, keep going, when they had two chances to bring him in with the half, half the time on the pit stop. They still left him out there. He started in a phenomenal P2 to finish somewhere around P7, P8. That was absolutely disastrous for Alonso. Even after saying that he's got the car to go really fast in a straight line, he just couldn't keep up with everyone else because the tires weren't there. And we did see a lot of the rear ends going out on Lance Stroll, on Charles, on Carlos even at times. Uh, so it was interesting to see the tire degradation going through. Uh, but the major thing that I did see was Mercedes 
finally finding their form. It's in. It's coming back, Lewis. Maybe we're gonna see him get back on to pole. Maybe take the fight back to Max Verstappen, and this time have Charles in the mix. Oh, it's gonna be interesting to see because finally their porpoising issues are under control. The FIA has stepped in, saying, "Hey, we got to get this bouncing under control and make sure that the cars are safe for all the drivers." Uh, one major thing, Sergio Perez. Uh, abysmal, abysmal qualifying, and then even worse in the race. The Red Bull power unit absolutely gave out on him, and now we're starting to see some reliability issues coming up with the Honda Red Bull powertrain. So that's going to be interesting to see what comes up for the next couple of races, especially here in my home Grand Prix, England, Silverstone. Finally, yes, let's do this. I'm very excited to see what's going on, but um. This is going to be very interesting to see what Rebel do to combat their reliability issues because now Max has got a nice, comfortable lead over Sergio and Charles. But if Max doesn't seem to take any more uh, finishes, we could actually see Sergio win the championship and maybe Charles come back into the fight and could be a nice little mix out there for uh, drivers right beyond him because we know Max has already had two DNFs this season so far. Yeah, you talk about Mercedes. Uh... Finally finding a little bit of form and uh, no better time to go to Silverstone where Lewis Hamilton has dominated this race. Seven of the last eight years won by Mercedes. Obviously, they're a little bit down in terms of power from where they've been over the last better part of the last half decade. But certainly a welcome sight to go to the British Grand Prix for the Mercedes team. So uh, let's go ahead and run down really quickly the point standings. Max Verstappen, 175. He is now minus $6 to go ahead and win the Drivers' Championship. His teammate Sergio. Perez. 129. He is currently 16 to 1. Charles Leclerc has been the man dominating the polls, but not necessarily on race day. He is in third, 126. He is currently plus 650. George Russell for Mercedes, 111 points, 40 to 1. Pretty much the same odds he was last week. He's seen a little bit of cut with Carlos Sainz, who is in fifth, 102 points, 80 to 1. Seems like Carlos is starting to get some more consistent finishes for that uh, Ferrari team. And then Lewis Hamilton, sixth place. 77 points, 45 to 1. So it's a big lead for Verstappen, but look, we're only through 10 races, and we or this is going to be the 10th race, and then we've got 22 to go. So mathematically, still very possible for this to be a championship fight toward the end of the season. Constructors, 1, 2, 3, same order it's been. Red Bull, 304 points, minus $5 to win the Constructors' championship. Ferrari, 228 plus 450, and then Mercedes, 188, 16-1. Mercedes, probably out of the championship fight, but as you said, Mikhail, maybe a little momentum for Toto Wolf and his guys for the second half of the season. So that's your update on the standings. Uh, before we go to break, though, I know that you had some things in terms of uh, – a lot of the technical things that we have had in terms of some of the failures that we have seen from reliability, you could talk about the gearbox, the power unit, which certainly played into factor last week as Charles Leclerc had to start in the back of the field. Great drive to drive from 19th to 5th. So uh, get us up to speed on what is going on here with the technological issues in Formula One. So the thing that's going on is... Uh... The cars aren't really that stable, it looks like. Alfa Romeo struggling with issues. Red Bull, Ferrari, major, major issues. Uh, we're seeing everyone come down now to a lot of uh, gearbox and powertrains going through hell because uh, the, the cars are running way too fast, way too hot, and teams can't seem to cool down the engine fast enough. So 
The major thing to know about is the gearbox allocation. So the gearbox case and cassette, you get four of those. And I believe teams are all good on the gearbox with the exception of Alfa Romeo, since they have now started designing their own gearbox and no longer taking the Ferrari gearbox, which I found that like, quite odd because when you take an engine from Ferrari, you do seem to take the gearbox as well. But I guess uh, Aston Martin have done the same. They're building their own gearbox and taking the Mercedes engine. So it's going to be a lot of things coming up with this. But Alfa Romeo seem to be the only team struggling with gearbox issues. Uh, you also get the gearbox driveline, gear change components, and auxiliary components. Those are all, you get four of those. No team yet has struggled with this. So knock on wood, no team goes through this. But the major one is everything to do with the power unit component allocation. So as I mentioned last week, you get three internal combustion engines, uh, three motor generated units for the heat and the kinetic, which is the MGU-H and the MGU-K, three turbochargers, two energy stores, two control electronics, and eight exhausts. Uh, the thing to highlight over here is the eight exhaust. Alpine have been going through the exhaust really quick. So I think we might start to see Alpine start to give out because we did see Fernando Alonso in the Canadian Grand Prix start to struggle with pace and it was due to overheating in the engine. So there might be a lot of things to watch out with Alpine, even though they have the pace and the straight line speed. It might come down to can the engine keep up with what's going on with the, uh, how they're planning everything out. So they might have to tune their engines down just to make sure they don't hit the cost cap because as we know there are a couple of teams couple of drivers who are sort of coming under pressure now with everything going forward and uh let's also get in uh before we go to the break and start the preview with the british grand prix we also got to talk a little bit about the grid and how it might shape up for next year and one of the obvious stories here in terms of a driver that's maybe on a little bit of the hot seat and may not have a seat next season could very well be mick schumacher and mick schumacher if you're new to formula one he is the son of seven-time world champion michael schumacher so he is on the Haas team, which is actually owned by an American owner in Gene Haas. But if you look all year, Mikhail, Kevin Magnuson, his teammate, has been beating him pretty much consistently all over the year. Mick Schumacher has yet to score any points and get into a top 10 classification. So rule number one in any form of motorsports is beat your teammate. And Mick Schumacher certainly not doing that. Absolutely. But he has been given some strong performances, right? We did see him miss the... Saudi Grand Prix due to uh, a big shunt in qualifying. So that was a big thing. However, I do believe that we can see something come from Mick. Because think about it. In the qualifying in Canada, he qualified P6 right behind Kevin Magnussen. So this is going to be interesting to see what he can do. But yes, he is desperate to score points. We might see something interesting come from him soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of transactions. Pierre Gasly. Resigned earlier this month with Alpatore. I think he's been uh, very racy and had a nice season. The other seat, not yet known as of yet, but we're starting to get at least a little bit of movement. We always get it really in Formula One in terms of uh, who's going to be moving around. Another update before we go to break. McLaren halting the production upgrades for their cars due to concerns on the cost cap. And look, uh, it costs a lot of money to run two cars in Formula One, whether you're a top team like Red Bull or really in the back of the pack like uh, like Williams or like Aston Martin or some of those teams. So uh, 
uh, that is something we are going to be updating periodically as we do more podcasts. We'll have another update during the Austrian Grand Prix next week and really throughout the rest of the season. But let's go ahead and take a a quick break, and then we are going to get into Mikhail Miranda's home Grand Prix, the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. Keep it right here on VEASAN. It is Racing Lines. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Racing Lines, Vicent's Formula One betting show with the English racing expert, Mikhail Miranda. Here is Wes Reynolds. Welcome back into Racing Lines. Wes Reynolds, Mikhail Miranda here with you. And we're going to get into the preview of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. Silverstone has long been the host of the British Grand Prix. Really, I think, one of the signature races on the Formula One circuit, even with all the changes and kind of getting into some new markets. You really see that certain races have so much history, and that is Silverstone. Silverstone has actually been the host of this race since 1987. Contract goes through uh, for two more years to uh, 2024. Used to be Silverstone and Brands Hatch would alternate, but pretty much a signature venue on the Formula One circuit. And uh, Mikhail, I guess we, we got to start at the top with, uh, with Red Bull. They're kind of out for a little bit of blood here because Red Bull has not won the British Grand Prix very often. They've been dominated by Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. I believe the last Red Bull win here was 2012 when it was the Red Bull Renault team as a joint partnership when uh, Mark Webber won two or three years, 2010 and also 2012. But it's pretty much been all Mercedes here going forward. Uh, What do we expect to see from Red Bull? I'm guessing more of the same, which is a lot of excellence that we've seen over the last three months. So we do expect to see uh, Red Bull take the charge and take the lead going forward uh, for this race. However, we do know that there are some issues going on with their power unit. And now Charles, with a new, fresh set of components in the back of his car, can actually take 
a stronger charge, a stronger fight to Max Verstappen and probably outpace him since he's got fresh components and Max Verstappen's going to be an older component unless Red Bull do something very, very cheeky here and take some new components and start him with a 10-place grit penalty. But there is a lot to come out here, especially since we're going to be looking for some retribution from uh, last year where Max and Lewis got into a bit of a kerfuffle into Cop's corner where Max had a huge, huge shunt into their corner. And red flag the race, uh, loose out at the back after restart. There was a lot going on. So Red Bull would be looking to come back and take the lead of this race and finally win this uh, since Mercedes has been dominant here. But I wouldn't count out any of the teams, especially Mercedes, since they both now have two British drivers. So there's going to be a lot of English drivers coming into this Grand Prix who are looking to take the win, looking to finish in the points. And so Red Bull might have to be a little bit cautious, but can still take the fight on to uh, Mercedes and Ferrari. Yeah, Mercedes, uh, it seemed like they got a little momentum in Canada. We'll see if Total Wolf and the guys can carry it forward here. Obviously, the porpoising issues seem to be under control. Remember, we talked about that in our last podcast. Um, we were previewing the Canadian Grand Prix, but also Ferrari. I'm interested to see if Charles Leclerc, now that he's got that power unit settled, if he's going to be back to what he had been doing, which is winning the polls at most of these races. Certainly, Carlos Sainz, I think, has really been the more consistent of the two drivers had a couple DNFs early in the season and you know was looking kind of bleak I know he had a retirement in Azerbaijan but you look he was second in Canada he was also second in Monaco was fourth in Spain was third at the Miami Grand Prix so seemingly the consistency issues are better for Carlos Sainz than they were earlier in the season and then uh, Charles Leclerc He's just got to put it together on race day, and that's something he was doing early in the season, winning two of the first three races at Bahrain and then also at the Australian Grand Prix. But ever since then, a couple retirements at Spain and also at Azerbaijan. So we'll see if uh, Ferrari can go ahead and make this a fight. And, uh, Mikhail, I know you wanted to touch on uh, a couple of the teams a little bit down the board, and that's McLaren and Alpine. And uh, the McLaren team, of course, Lando Norris and Daniel Ricardo, and then the Alpine team uh, is Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon. Fernando Alonso, a very surprising front row starter at Canada, and I was kind of joking. It's like he has to go ahead and get in the max on the first turn for any chance to win this race. But the start was clean, and because of a clean start, the more uh, the better power engine I think uh, ended up pulling out, and that was Max Verstappen and Red Bull. So go ahead and touch a little bit on this uh, McLaren and Alpine thing that you are seeing for this week. So what's going on here with McLaren and Alpine is that they have uh, similar points uh, in the standings, and so they are battling it out for about uh, P5 in the constructor standings. Uh, but as we mentioned before, McLaren has halted all production into upgrading their cars uh, due to the cost caps since they're coming very close to it. And we do know that McLaren are building a new state-of-the-art aerodynamic facility to help build their cars uh, better since they have enough time in the wind tunnel with the CFD department of the FIA. So they're going to be looking to stop all stuff. But that's very interesting because their car is extremely draggy in a straight line. They just can't seem to get that car to uh, rocket straight off the line. And Alpine have got that uh, advantage over McLaren. And also we've seen Daniel Ricciardo not do too well 
Yes, in the last two races, Lando Norris has finished outside of the top 10 and where he usually finishes, and Ricardo has been uh, going through the motions with the team since we know he hasn't been performing where he should be. We have seen some glimpses here and there, but just not consistent enough. And uh, we do know that his contract is in question for next year, even though he has been confirmed for next year. Uh, Zach Brown, who is the CEO and team principal of uh, McLaren, is looking at maybe replacing Daniel Ricciardo. So there are a couple of things going on with the team behind the scenes outside of the racing. So there's going to be a lot of things to look forward to this weekend to see what McLaren can bring with their current aerodynamic package and the fact that they have a Mercedes power unit in the back of their car. Whereas in Alpine, they have the Renault E-Tex, so they still have that energy store and all the electronic com components from uh, Renault, where back when it used to be uh, the Renault uh, works team. So we're going to see a couple of things coming through with Alpine, since uh, Esteban Ocon and uh, Fernando Alonso have been outperforming what the car can do, what it's capable on paper. They have just been taking it past that point, and we've seen at times taking the fight to Red Bull. Now, we don't expect them to be front runners, but we do expect them to be ahead of the midfield pack. And so that's going to be very interesting to see what comes up with these two teams. Yeah, you mentioned McLaren. Uh, McLaren, very active, not only in Formula One, but all in the motorsport. Of course, they are uh, an IndyCar team as well. It was just announced this week, Felix Rosenquist is going to remain with McLaren, but maybe running Formula E instead of IndyCar because Alexander Rossi, the former Indy 500 champion, also a former F1 driver, is going to be joining McLaren and leaving Andretti Autosport. So uh, a lot of movement for Zach Brown and the McLaren bunch, at least uh, as we get into the quote-unquote silly season where guys are looking for rides and seeing where they're going to land for next year. But let's stay with this year and let's stay with this British Grand Prix. We'll give you a brief rundown of the odds. And we were talking about, you know, poll Charles Leclerc back to be in the favorite minus a dollar 35 at DraftKings to be the fastest qualifier that's pretty much what he's been all season because he's won most of the polls Max Verstappen plus 160 Sergio Perez 750 Carlos Sainz 14 to 1 George Russell and Lewis Hamilton round out the Mercedes crew and that top six at 25 to 1 but let's also get you the winner odds because it's been pretty much the same throughout the entire season. Leclerc is the favorite to win the poll. Max Verstappen is favored to win the race. Minus 105, so pretty much even money for Mad Max to get his sixth win in seven races on this 2022 Formula 1 season. Charles Leclerc, plus 220. And the third choice, though, and he hasn't been the third choice very often this season, is one Lewis Hamilton, who's won six of the last seven here at Silverstone, 9-1. to Nobody's going to know anything better than this guy. Sergio Perez, 11-1. George Russell, 12-1. to Carlos Sainz, 18-1. to And then you get down into the 100-1s with Lando Norris and then Fernando Alonso and Pierre Gasly and Valtteri Bottas at 150. At DraftKings, you can also bet top three, which is the podium. You can also bet top six, top 10. A lot of different props out there in the market. Keep in mind, we broadcast this before we get into final practice on Friday, where we have the practice sessions. Then you have Q1, 2, Q2, Q3, the qualifying sessions on Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday is race day. So you will see these odds adjust 
over the weekend as we get some results and also the different matchups that are going to be put up for race day. That'll include the results of qualifying. So that's why you see so many big favorites where so-and-so is like $5 in a matchup, which seems absurd to lay in a matchup. But that is why, because the qualifying results are included. So uh, I will go with mine first, Mikhail, and then we will get to your bets that you have placed. Uh, I went with Lewis Hamilton this week at plus 185 to have a podium, a top three finish. And I don't want to delve too much into this because our time is short. But Lewis Hamilton, of course, in the news this week for some uh, unfortunate, nasty remarks that three-time world champion Nelson Piquet made about Lewis Hamilton, a racial slur that had uh, surfaced from an interview that he had done late last year. And this isn't the first time Nelson PK has really put his foot in his mouth, uh, said some very nasty things about the legendary Ayrton Senna over the years. Also, Nigel Mansell. So uh, Nelson PK sometimes has some diarrhea of the mouth. Certainly did. Doesn't look like he's going to be welcome in the paddock anytime soon at F1 races. Uh, pretty much a universal condemnation of his remarks on Lewis Hamilton. And I think, you know, not not just this, but the performance last week, Mikhail, I think Mercedes is going to start to get more competitive. They don't have anything to win the championship, I think, from the Red Bulls or even maybe the Ferraris. But I think you're going to start to see better results from Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton going home to his home Grand Prix in England. First podium finish he had had since the season opener. I think he's got some momentum. And I think these remarks, you know, everything that Nelson P.K. said and all the hullabaloo and hubbub around it, I think Lewis Hamilton's going to be really motivated to have a good result this week. So I like Lewis Hamilton plus a dollar eighty-five podium finish. What do you have so far this week, Mikhail? So I've got Landon Norris as a top six finish because he has been absolutely outperforming the McLaren uh, ever since it's shown up since the Barcelona pretest. He has been in the top ten quite often, except in the past two races where he's had some problems with hay fever and the car just not being there. So I do see him finishing in the top six. I got him at plus one fifteen with Boyd. I do have Fernando Alonso at a top six finish as well at plus 130. Valtteri Bottas top six finish at plus 130 as well because Valtteri Bottas has been absolutely dominating in the Alfa Romeo in the midfield pack. We do see him get in there sometimes and finishing in top seven, sometimes even in the top five. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Another person that I do have on my watch list is Alexander Albon the Williams. Williams have just announced that they are bringing in major aerodynamic uh, upgrades to the car only for Alex Albon since he's been struggling with the balance of the car. So I do see him finishing in the top 10 because in the recent races, he's been in the top 13 and he's been sort of keeping it there very steady, whereas in his teammate Nicholas Latifi, absolutely abysmal season and we might not see him next year with talks of... Uh, Alpine's reserve driver, uh, Oscar Piastri coming in. So there's a lot of things going on, but I do see Alex Albon taking uh, a top 10 finish. Uh, DraftKings have him at plus 550. I got him at plus 500 with Boyd. So odds are pretty similar. So keep an eye out for all the English drivers. So Lando Norris, uh, Alex Albon, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton. You could see something that you don't expect normally because this is their home Grand Prix, this is where they expect to shine and absolutely give the British environment a nice roar as they come down to the finish line and take pole, take the podium, and so forth. So I'm going to keep an eye on all of these drivers, but I do like Alex Albon as a top 10 finisher, plus 550. 
And throughout the rest of the week, we will go ahead and have any bet bets that Mikhail and I add up at vcin.com and also the daily email for subscribers. So definitely stay tuned to that as we get some practice session results, see what we see on Friday and then into qualifying on Saturday. So props, outrights, pull position, different matchups. We will make sure we will put that up and uh, get those out to our subscribers in the daily email and also up at vcin.com. This has been another edition of Racing Lines. Next week, we will be in Austria at the Red Bull Ring, Spielberg, Austria, and then reach the halfway point of the 2022 Formula One season. So for Mikhail Miranda, I'm Wes Reynolds. Enjoy the British Grand Prix, everyone. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.